Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. This is episode 85. I will be your host today of Varwin. Joe is very, very sick, and we wish him well. Today is Turdos, Frostfall the Third, and I am joined by the one and only David Deenforce Adams. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's going to be another great episode. Glad to be back this week. Had some internet troubles last week, but I think they're all all good. And Lewis, the lore master, Olan. Hello, everyone. Hello, Dave. What's going on, chat room? Lou! Another great night. Dave! And the man who worries about his ROI in Grand Theft Auto V and Cookie Clitter, Shank the Tank. <laughs> yeah... Wish they had a dojin chart. But anyway, welcome everyone, friends new and old, to this fantastic episode. Wicked stoked for this, man. Yeah, man, that's right. Uh, Dave, please take us into our very first sponsor for the evening. Right. First sponsor for tonight is tweakedaudio.com for quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service. Wait, hold on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the, the shipping is worldwide free? No, no, it is not. It's actually free worldwide shipping. Free worldwide shipping from tweakedaudio.com. Unbeatable customer service, unbeatable, <laughs> and a lifetime warranty. All with our code off the record at checkout, all one word. You get 30% off your order, all at tweakedaudio.com. Sweet baby Jesus, Dean Force, that sounds like a fantastic offer from tweakedaudio.com. Great deal. It is a great deal. And we're also brought to you by some awesome fans, such as TESAlliance.org and DruidGameworks.com. Their Kickstarter campaign for Unwritten Echoes of Twilight is live. Please visit DruidGameworks.com for details. Thanks for your support on that, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much to uh, DruidGameworks and the TESAlliance.org. Uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing more from these guys. I'm actually following them on Twitter. Uh, but before we get started with our show, there's something quick we'd like to mention, and that is that ESO will be in the Netherlands from October 5th to October 6th during First Look, which is a popular gaming convention from the region. And they're celebrating their fifth anniversary, by the way. So if you're in that area... And you got nothing to do on the 5th and the 6th, and you want to play Elder Scrolls Online, stop by Hall 1, stand number 14, 
to check out the game. Cool stuff. Yep. All right. Uh, geez, man, Joe's not here. I'm kind of off my game a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make it through. We'll make it through. I don't want to make it through. Where's Joe? Bring back my widget! <laughs> Modem in the chat room saying they forgot to bring the food truck to Europe. Yes, they did, didn't they? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. There's no yeah. food truck in Europe. Ah, that stung. Stinks. No no pressed eater melt <laughs> for, for our uh, dear friends across the pond. Good. That's I mean, had to Dave. do without, they have to do without. <laughs> That's mean, Dave. I don't care. You apologize immediately for being such a horrible human being to the Europeans. They hurt me. <laughs> this is America. They hurt me. I just wanted a cheese sandwich. You ain't getting none. <laughs> All right, so um, as far as news goes, the, the most incredible headlines have come across this week. No. Oh, really? That, what were they? That, that's absolutely none. <laughs> Nothing at all. You know, you had me waiting with bated breath. I hate you right now. Uh, they had me waiting with bated breath. I'm, I'm like, you know, Monday starts. I was starts. excited for a second. I... <laughs> uh, you know, Monday comes. I'm like, oh, okay, what's what's going to be in the news cycle this week for Elder Scrolls Online for, you know, from Bethesda? And uh, especially since, you know, what was that, Eurogamer that was last week in, in London? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd expect a, a lot to come out of Eurogamer, seeing as how big of an expo it is. I think it's been, what, five years running? They had a bunch of, of great stuff there for Wolfenstein. They had a lot of cool stuff there for the, the darkness within. Have you seen that? That is so cool. And then you get to ESO. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just... That? Yeah. Silence. <laughs> it's like the same old, same old. So it's like, yeah, we, yeah. we've... Uh, not to put it down, it's cool that they're getting the, the word out. That's definitely awesome. But, I mean, we, me and me and Avarwin were, like, sweating BBs today. We were on the phone talking about, hey, is there any new stuff coming out? I mean, the most we've seen regarding ESO come out of, um, what was it, what, what, uh, Eurogamer, was just a bunch of pictures that they released today. Yeah. Of them showing off the game to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no new information. Yeah, nothing. Although, um, and even though I, you know, this might be semi-related. Um, have, did you guys see the trailer from The Evil Within? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> I can't. I'm actually. I can't wait for this game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to <laughs> it. Actually, you know, when when you when you texted me about uh, the article uh, when they how they opened up the the Sydney office, I actually looked. Uh, it just I it led me to a Cookie Crumb Trail too more Bethesda stuff and I saw that trailer and I was like, dude, I, I want this game. <laughs> yeah. It it looks it looks pretty cool. I'm I'm definitely interested. So um but you know the the real I guess the real big headline this week is is the fact that there are no headlines. They're they're being really, really, really quiet and playing things close to the chest now. And I I know it feels like they're they just are being quiet, but honestly to me it feels like the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I don't know if y'all are catching that vibe, but that's yeah. kind of what I'm feeling. Whenever whenever they're really quiet like this, you know, a, a big announcement has has followed. And I mean, I don't know if that's if that's actually going to happen because, you know, sort of the the year is kind of over and for announcements and now it's just, you know, their start the console market is is kicking into full gear with their their most anticipated releases from now until you know Christmas 
So I mean I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna seize that opportunity and and say some some pretty awesome stuff. I don't know why they wouldn't if they if they have something uh, interesting or or exciting that they they want to go you know worldwide with. I don't necessarily think that there's really anything that they're gonna that's gonna hold them back. But we'll we'll see we'll see because once December hits, that's it. Gaming industry mm-hmm. shuts down. That's their big selling period. Yeah, they, there's nothing. There's nothing new. There's nothing that needs to be said. It's just it's it's December, and and we're just letting the sales roll in and the awards come through. Um, that said, uh, there was a few a few drippings of uh, of some headlines, and uh, Lou, maybe you can uh, jump on our our first one here. Alrighty, and a first little tidbit that we dug up for today is that Bethesda they announced they're opening an office. In Australia, yes. The land down under. And what does this mean for ESO? Well, yesterday, October 2nd, uh, Bethesda officially announced that they will open an office in Australia that's going to oversee sales, marketing, and distribution for the company there. And stated that this represents an ongoing commitment to the region. Right Now, this might be good news for ESO players down under as it could mean physical servers for the area to reduce connection lag. And... If they really are serious about that, I wholeheartedly support that move because uh, most games, you know, like MMOs, shooters, what have you, you know, they usually have what's called the Oceanic servers mm-hmm. for the Australian players. And I know for a fact that sometimes they have horrible... The Oceanic horrible, laggers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, if, you know, they try to connect to you know, North American or European servers. It's just as bad. So... I wholeheartedly support that. I I think it's about time that region gets the support it it deserves for those uh, you know for the player base that's there. What well, I mean, this is this is speculation. I mean, the the fact of the matter is is that they're they're definitely opening up a, a physical office over there to um, to sort of you know oversee sales, marketing, and distribution. That's that's yeah, what they've announced. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, you know, it's. It's interesting to hear this because it makes me wonder, will will physical servers follow in step? And if that's the case, that's extremely exciting for uh, for Aussie fans of, of Elder Scrolls. Dave, what, what do you think about that? I mean, do you do you think this is us just, you know, throwing spaghetti on the wall because there's nothing nothing out this week to talk about? Or do you do you think there might be some some credence in the idea that because they're off, they're going to open up a an office down there to, to sort of handle background stuff that it may include physical servers too for the Aussies. Honestly, it would be a misstep for them to put manpower down there and not utilize it towards such a, a, a large game as ESO. I feel that they will be giving at least support maybe locally as, as you know, the people down there could be there. Um, hell, if, if anything, that could just be their tech team to resolve, you know, phone support stuff like that. But honestly, I feel that it would be in their best interest to make that their physical location to plant their their uh, servers as well as to have their support for the people in the Oceania area. It It's just, com- you know, good sense to serve your customers even if they are, you know, all the way down there. It, it doesn't matter where they are. They're loyal paying customers and deserve the support that they deserve okay uh, shank what about you you got anything to weigh in on this yeah um 
when I read this article, um, I, I didn't. I have to be honest. I didn't think too much of it initially, but uh, I, I, when I wrote about it for our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, I I, I was reading <laughs> what, it. it. What it's, website it's, was that, Shank? What was that? That was elderscrollsofftherecord.com, your number one source for everything Elder Scrolls. Past titles, current titles, future titles, titles that don't even exist yet, but we're creating anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so I, when, I was, when I was writing this up, I, I, it, I, I had a, uh, I, a quote that my, uh, my marketing professor popped into my head, and that's, you know, location, location, location. Right. And I think it, this is from a purely, purely business standpoint, I think this is great because you want to have a foothold in whatever location you have customers or you see a potential customer base, a uh, emerging market, as it were. We know that there are so many players in Australia that love the series. I mean, just just look at the emails <laughs> and tweets we receive from, you know, our Australian friends over there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it. And remember, this this studio is not just overseeing any Elder Scrolls stuff. I mean, like I said in the in the piece, they have the Evil Within, they have Wolfenstein, they have uh, pretty much, I mean, a bunch of upcoming titles in 2014 and beyond. Yeah, huge, it's, huge it, year it's a, it's, for uh, for for uh, Bethesda and, and Zenimax. It huge really year. is. So it's it's a great thing to have a physical, what's called a brick and mortar mortar store location, what have you in whatever uh you know region you may be it's just you know yes we can talk about and look at numbers here sitting in the united states but it's different when you're actually in the climate in the environment getting you know firsthand experience and what is actually going on you get a much better feel for it and you can make much better business decisions down the road so i think it's it's cool and i'm and i'm also wicked jealous because i want to go to australia really 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 bad all right, so it's beautiful down there. Just I don't. I don't necessarily know if I actually heard your answer though about this. I mean, do you actually think that they're going to to put in servers? I'm. I because that's no. I, I don't, think don't think they so. will. Yeah. Okay. Because that's. I mean, that's our angle on this. You know, uh, it's it's great that they're they're saying that you know physical presence in Australia, but you know for Elder Scrolls Online players, you know the the, the question comes up. Well, gee, does that mean? servers here too to to reduce the tremendous amount of latency that you know we aussies usually you know get for mmos i here here's the th- I, I don't think they're gonna be putting it because if they had i think we would have heard something by now yeah okay uh i disagree on that point i feel that that's such a big commitment that they're not going to admit to putting in new servers until it's a done deal so until they have everything, the infrastructure until it's and everything up, laid out, running, and they know for sure that they can get it working, I feel that they won't even mention it. That's a fair point. Because <clears throat> something goes wrong, people are gonna. It's gonna cause a backlash. Yeah, of course. And and Bethesda does that. They especially Zenimax, uh, especially Zos. You know, they they really they they hold things. Uh, we've seen that this entire year. You know, they they hold things and then it gets released and then it's like a big, huge thing. You know, let's not forget about the console thing. They knew about that forever, (laughs) you know, but we found out about it. You know, we would think very late in the game in development here. 
So, all right. Um, again, just to just to sort of recap, you know, this that kind of a, this kind of a discussion is all speculation. You know, please absolutely do not do not take right. this as us saying that we think that there will be servers or that we don't think there will be servers or that it's even a question in Bethesda right now. All we're saying and reporting on is that they are going to have a a presence down there, which is good for sales, marketing, and distribution. And and for those ESO players who may, who have heard that, they may be wondering if if uh, phys- physical servers may accompany that as well. Uh, Dave, what, what else is going on in the, uh, the community here? What's our second point? I won the emote creation contest. <gasps> no, I didn't. They, I have absolutely Ooh. no idea who did, but the, <laughs> your, em- the deadline your, has passed your mud crab the... fart thing that, uh, yes, that the mud through. crab fart, I think is a winner, <laughs> honestly. And the deadline for the emote creation contest was Friday, uh, the 27th. And that was at midnight. And, uh, winners will hopefully be announced on Zoss's social channels, including Twitter, Facebook, and Google sometime in the very near future. And uh, when that happens, expect that we will have full coverage as well, right here and on ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. That's right. Did you guys check out the, uh, the video they released uh, earlier this week? Uh, for the emote, I actually did not get a chance to. Yeah, it was pretty goofy, but I loved it. <laughs> I, I'm going to bet that uh, Cyrus Twerk is going to be in there, as well as my mud, mud crab fart. Um, I had yeah. a few people message us, even wanting our support. One of them was an evil laugh. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. The, uh, there was there was actually a video for evil laugh in there. Yeah. Did you see that? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. It was It was cool. Uh, that's it. That's the news. Such as it is. But um, in, in other news that uh, I'm creating for myself, <laughs> <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to take a listen to, to a couple of things here, okay? I, I don't know if... if uh... All right, so I, I'll just explain the story to you real quick, and we'll, we'll do this for a couple of seconds just to, just to kind of giggle at it. So I'm on my way home from work today. And I'm listening to the Skyrim soundtrack, which is what I usually do. I've got all the soundtracks on my phone in one playlist. And I just, <laughs> I, uh, uh, hello, uh, Pokemon. <laughs> Listen there, Pokemon. Pokemon, Dave, really? <laughs> hey, Pokemon's for real men. No. No credence. I mean, I think Justin Bieber thinks that same thing, but it's really not true. Ooh. Yeah, and he's almost human, so. Yeah. And be right back. Gotta cry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Just saying, glass houses and stones, my friend. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so anyway, I'm listening to the, uh, to the Skyrim soundtrack, right? And then and then one of my favorite songs on the Skyrim soundtrack called Out of the Cold comes on. Great track. And absolutely, it, it really is. So I'm just going to, this This is uh, obviously credit goes to Jeremy Soule, to Bethesda. Uh, this is called Out of the Cold. And I just want to play this for you for, for a couple of seconds so you can get it, listen to it. And then I'm going to play something else that appears on a former game and see if you, you recognize any kind of connection.
right, you guys got it? Okay. Not yep. sure. Not sure if you can hear that. By the way, it's, it oh might, yeah, we can hear it. You could hear it, right? Was yep. it too? Mm-hmm. I hope it wasn't too loud. Um, okay, so so this actually is the tavern music from Elder Scrolls Arena. <laughs> wow. All right, am I out of my gourd? No, they're both the same key signature, same tempo, same time signature, and in fact, the same chord progression. So <laughs> they're pretty much the same thing. Yeah, except I will say definitively that one of them rocks a tambourine much harder than the other. Oh, oh yeah. That, oh, yeah. That was well, definitely. We all agree, needs more cowbell. That, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have more cowbell. The tambourinist uh, was lacking in the first track. I don't say that much. All right, I just wanted to run that, but maybe the chat room will tell me I'm insane. Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> no, I think you, I think you caught a winner there, dude. I know that they have to go through and they listen uh, to all the different music from the previous games and make it feel like it's one world. So you got to figure music would be the same too. Like um, Miley Cyrus's "Wrecking Ball" is actually a song written by Shakespeare. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's exactly like Chlamydia. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Not that you it know, can't and, be associated with Miley Cyrus, but... <laughs> you know, and here I was going to chime in with, when I heard the second version of the song, I was thinking to myself, hearing all those little bleep commands, you're playing Final Fantasy, <laughs> you know, beep, beep, when you move the controller around. <laughs> the command switching menus. That's what I felt like doing. But yeah, okay. Uh, I guess yes, CD wins, Shank. <laughs> there you go. It's it's for, D- Dave makes a really good point though. I mean, it the, with the continuity between the games. I mean, it's it's not just the lore. It's not just Tamriel. It's in everything, including you know the books that we find and even the music. The music has this continuity. Yes, it's slightly tweaked for to you know convey the theme of the game. And the environment and, you know, pretty much everything else. But that there's still a common thread musically that connects all these games. And I think, I mean, Dave, you said it perfectly. There, it's, there, there's, there's a very beautiful continuity, you know, musically that way. I, I really, that's a good observation, though, Navarro. And I honestly didn't notice Yeah, you that. caught that one good. Cool. Um, speaking of music, Navarro, I did a stream today and there was this piece that just caught me. Man, I would give anything for you to go back into my stream and, and or hell, I'll find it for you and play it for you if you could tell me what the song is. I'll do that for you after the show if you want. Yeah, sure. But it has been bothering me. It's so hypnotic. It sounds like something straight out of Silent Hill. Some of this music that Jeremy uh, sold us is like insane. Well, uh, hold on, let me ask you a question. Where where were you? I was, just, I was yeah. stepping out of Whiterun during nighttime, like right outside of it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely recognize it if you if you play it for me later on. I'll yeah, find it. one of those atmospherics. Could be. Especially in nighttime too. Whenever you're exactly. running around Skyrim at nighttime, it's usually the atmospheric track, which is a half yeah. hour. Oh, okay. 40, 40 minutes, sir. 40 minutes 40 just minutes. one CD. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. So like just they just put Jeremy's soul in a room with instruments and just 
flip on the record button and just yeah. let him go at it. And right? the guy's just running around, just like you know, just grabbing all of them. And yeah, it's like uh, dude, I, that's I can imagine, like him, like just running on the hamster wheel and playing a trombone, and the hamster wheel's playing like all the other drums and stuff at the same. Time. Yeah, yeah. And He's... speaking of music, if I can just say say one more thing real quick, it, oh. that that one CD, the the atmospherics uh, track, it's actually one single c- track. Yeah. That CD, 40 minutes, is a single track. And you can clearly tell if you listen to pieces of it, yes, there are standalone elements, but it is a fluid, single, cohesive track. And God, it's, it, is, it is something else. It really takes you somewhere else. Yeah. I, I, I constantly listen to it. Um, each night when I go to bed, that's, that's the I actually put that on and I fall asleep to it every night. But yeah. then Dave mentioned Silent yeah. Hill, like, I, I dude, I listened to the Silent Hill when I, music, like the CD from Silent Hill Three. Oh yeah, I used to listen to that all the time. That is one of the greatest CDs. Yeah, off of the video game ever created. <laughs> all right, guys, let's uh, let's let's move along. I, I know we we spent quite a bit of time on this, but I wanted to point this out that I love I love the fact that if it was in fact true, and I wanted you guys to to tell me if it was true or not, but I love the fact that you know twenty years ago they come out with a game. With like this ridiculous MIDI score soundtrack that, and then they're actually like enhancing it now in Skyrim, and <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, Dave, our our very first email, way way on down there. Just keep scrolling. It uh, it starts with hi. Okay. So you... <laughs> this one says uh, from Nicholas. Nicholas says hi. See. Wow. You called it, Avarwin. You called it. Booyah! <laughs> says, I have listened to your show now for a while, and I must say that I admire you, your enthusiasm and your work to keep your listeners up to date in the Elder Scrolls universe. And we are all looking forward to the day that ESO gets released. So my question, many episodes, I think Shank talked about some add-ons that make Skyrim look even better. Oh, God, don't ask him those. <laughs> the reason I ask is that I have a fairly new rig with insert uh, specs here, and I really need some things uh, to make my machine start to work. Now, Skyrim does not even turn up my fans, and the GPU is cool as hell. I would be grateful if you could send me some tips and maybe some links to where if I could find some of these. Thanks again for the great work. Regard, Nicholas. Uh, he mentions he already has the high-res texture pack. All right, Shank, break his computer. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> okay, sir. Um, just by looking at your specs, you have a pretty beastly machine. Um, so here's what I'm going to recommend. Go to Skyrim Nexus. Um, I don't know the exact URL, but if you Google Skyrim Nexus, it's going to be your first hit. You want to search for a mod called ENB. Now, there are many presets on the you Skyrim Nexus. You, you can pick whichever one you want. They have There's a wide variety ranging from more fantastic to more realistic. And they are very intensive, and they add a lot of uh, DX11 features into the game. And this is all brute force. Um, I don't have as powerful a machine as you, but my computer handles it fine. So you're, you're, you'll be totally fine with your specs. Any of those ENB presets 
will vastly improve the uh, the visual quality. Um, aside from that, uh, there are a couple mods that um, affect the environment, such as Climates of Tamriel. It's a gorgeous mod. Uh, Lou actually heard the sounds from it on my uh, live stream, mm -hmm. and it changes the clouds, everything. It's gorgeous. There's also a Skyrim HD 2K textures on the Nexus. So there, there's many mods out there. It looks, sounds like you want to push your visuals, and they're certainly out there on the Skyrim Nexus. But I would start with those three, as well as Project Parallax. Um, if, you, if you need further assistance, just email us again, and I, I'll be happy to take a look and respond to you directly. But uh, this, is, this is more, uh, even for you listeners out there that are wondering, uh, that's just my quick little crash course rundown on how to just make your Skyrim really pop. <clears throat> um, one quick thing. If you don't know if you can handle a mod, like if that even comes into question, man, I don't know if I can handle E&B. Don't. Don't put just it don't. in. don't. Yeah, don't. If, unless you're so sure that your computer can more than handle pushing the limits, do not put E&B on your system. Yeah, and that that's a good point, Dave. Thanks. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. I've dude, I have friends who have melted computers trying to upgrade that game. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh let's uh let's jump on to the dev question of the week. Excellent. Okay. Let's just say this comes from uh Jimmy. How about Jimmy? Oh, shoot, quiet. Hi, I'm Bill Mueller, sound designer on The Elder Scrolls Online, and here's your question of the week. You're sure to have met many memorable characters along your travels in Tamriel, and you're going to meet many more in The Elder Scrolls Online. Imagine you were a character in Tamriel. How would you greet approaching adventurers? Alright guys, you are a character in Tamriel. <clears throat> How would you greet adventurers? Lou, let's start with you. Hmm. Boy, I would probably just... <laughs> I was going to quip, you know, the old guard sayings, but I was like, no, 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 no. no I'm not going to go there. No, I'm not going to beat that dead horse. I would probably <laughs> just say, you're not from around here, are you? Get that old saying out there. <laughs> and Dave? <laughs> oh, has somebody stolen your sweet roll? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, go there. <laughs> I was holding on to it. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that line. So oh, much. worst ever. <laughs> what, about, <laughs> what about you, Shank? Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I know what, I know what Shank's going to say. I already know what he's going to say. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I know what you're going to say. What? Yeah. Greetings. You want to buy some pumice stones? Actually, no. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for that. But, but you're sort of on the right track with the whole traveler thing. I would actually, I would honest to God say I can make you win and then show them my traveling merchant tricks and then make that person the richest person on the server. Mm. Okay. Your traveling merchant's tricks, does that include a poll? Maybe. Gross. <laughs> oh, I'm so going to need the mental bleach for that image right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, forward slash wave. That's what I got. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just, That's just it. Mute, nothing. It's just wave. Yeah. Wave. Yeah. Just your luck. You'd be that one NPC that was messed up and showed the command code instead of like doing it. So you'd be saying forward slash wave. <laughs> slash wave. Slash wave. Slash wave. There'll be people fighting bug reports. Hey, is this guy supposed to have a quest? Because he, all he does is slash wave. <laughs> It'd be like the most wooden animation, like three frame animation of Pavarwin just like raising his arm. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> I was I was really expecting Shank to be like, welcome, Breton. You may have this quest to become a wonderful warrior. Welcome, Orc. You may become a wonderful warrior as well. Welcome, Argonian. The exit is that way. (laughs) (laughs) Hit Alt XX. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Gameplay. Gameplay. Something we have not spoken about in a while. And, And there's... Nothing going on this week, but we, we want to geek out a little bit and talk some Elder Scrolls. So, so Dave, what, what happened with Dean Does Dawn Guard this week? Dean Does Dawn Guard was replaced a long time ago by Dean Goes Daedric. So what's going on with Dean Goes Daedric? Dean Goes Daedric was a pl- replaced a long time ago by <laughs> Dean Goes Draconic. Whatever, Dave. What'd you do? <laughs> I'm still doing Deandre's Draconic. Man, I have... I love this game to hell and back, but, man, I have come across some of the weird weird bugs uh, through playing Skyrim. I mean, it hasn't really stopped me, but I've had to use the console a few times to clear quests that are broken out of my, my list. It's kind of weird. I don't, I don't feel right having to do that, but I keep coming across this one... This Arkwin point that keeps erroring out on me. It won't clear. Um, I've been trying to, in this gameplay, to collect every shout and kill every dragon priest. And I'm getting pretty far in. I've gotten nearly every shout. I'm missing like 10. Hmm. I've gotten to the point where the guys up in High Hrothgar won't even tell me where the shouts are anymore. Hrothgar. 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 (laughs) <laughs> and uh actually i've i've got one only one dragon priest mask left croesus croesus yes <laughs> you beat me to it <laughs> go ahead do it lou do it croesus <laughs> <laughs> he's the one i have left once i've completed that i complete all of the dragon shouts i'm level 72 i think Sweet Papa John's pepperoni pizza. Oh my god, level 72? Yes. I think I'm going to hit 80, kill the Dark Knight, which is a quest you only get at level 80. He he comes in after that. He comes Why in. Why are you fighting. killing Christian Bale? Uh, he deserves it. <laughs> okay, okay, Joker. So where's Harley? Um. <laughs> I, we've all been asking that. Do I look like uh, the Dovahkiin to you? <laughs> but I... I, I Dude, I'm honestly to the point where I think I'm going to remake my character. Okay. Which is going to be difficult because I think I've got like multiple legendaries of two-handed weapon skill. Just just go Just go uh oh jeez, wow, it's been a long time since I played this content. I forgot the name of it. 
was it uh dragonborn right just yeah finish up the dragonborn content and then use the um use the books to to reset your points i could i've actually been doing that but i was thinking i want to start the game fresh like so low level because i'm so honestly i'm so overpowered right now that i could just eat everything so would you play like the similar play style as a new character or like a totally like a completely you know blank slate when I when I restart a character, I like to completely restart. I like gotcha, to completely okay. give my character a different background, a completely different set of skills that I go after. The one thing I've never done is hardcore pickpocketing. I don't it's think I've hard. ever pickpocketing up except maybe one time, and I think that I bought like from a trainer. Well, have have you thought about playing the game from like a pacifist point of view? Um, no. Because I'm a man? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wow, that's going to get us hate mail. Uh, no. I'm too Ron Swanson to play as a pacifist. Well, I mean... <laughs> wow. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm misstating that. But uh, what I, I actually liked Shank's idea about, about doing certain spells to avoid combat and and like lots of sneak and all that. So not necessarily being a pacifist, but just doing everything you can to avoid combat and playing in that way and see how far that gets you. It I mean, when I played I I loved it because it 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 forced me I I played my similar, you know, avoid combat as I do with a bow, but it was it was different enough cuz it was, you know, magic with all the spells. It was very, very refreshing. It, 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 it made me see Skyrim and the, the dynamics of the game in a totally different light. So it was... If I, I think you'd like it, Avarwin, honestly. Like, I could give you some pointers like after the show, but it, if, if you tried it, I, I have a feeling you'd like it. There's actually a YouTube series of people who play not purely passive, but they don't directly enter combat where they do things like confuse enemies or make them you know run away in fear things like that to accomplish tasks uh where they refuse to take a kill themselves but they will turn someone on their their own people stuff like that have you thought about doing something like that honestly that would be a hell of a hard way to play the game but man that would be kind of fun you could you it's, could call it uh, Dean Dean does nothing, <laughs> aka Shank. <laughs> so what else you got, Dave? <laughs> um, man, I'm kind of if I don't restart my character, I I I want some suggestions on what I should do with my character after completing all the dragon shouts and after completing all the dragon priests, and I, I kind of want your ideas. Here's here's um, an idea. Here's an idea, Dave. How about you play Oblivion? Um, I'm with well, the Varwin. I would if it didn't suck. <laughs> right, so you can play it because it it doesn't. <laughs> Honestly, dude, yeah. I may take you up on that because I know I did. I dude, I hate Oblivion so hard. I don't like its its. I didn't like its magic system when I played it, and honestly, I haven't played it recently to the point where I feel that I've given it a, a you know a real shot. 
I gave it a, enough of a shot to be like, wow, I don't like the systems in this game, but I never actually gave the game a shot. So what do y'all think? Oblivion? If you did that, I would be the first to sit down with you in the live stream and help you through it, answer whatever questions you may have with it. It's yeah. not like I do it's not like I do that with the Varwin on Fridays. Gleefully, joyfully, I look forward to that every week. But I, I'm I'm not I don't do I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, man. We got uh <laughs> <laughs> Classic Elder Scrolls night uh is is tomorrow, guys. I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, honestly, like I think, and maybe Shank can back me up on this. I, I think Dave should get at least about you know ten hours of Oblivion in before he really makes any kind of an idea as if he likes it or not. Yeah, I was actually I was about to say the exact same thing. Like ten hours is probably a good benchmark. Uh, I feel that hours are relative in in Elder Scrolls games. How about I complete a full quest chain? Well, uh, quest chains are even more relative because <laughs> if you if you are okay, then pick a quest chain that you would say defines that game, at least opens your eyes enough to actually get the feel for that game. I will go, I will do it, and I will see if my opinion on it is changed in any way whatsoever. The the, oh, man. the quest chain that defines Oblivion is like the quest chain that define defines Skyrim, and that's the one that you you create. don't have a favorite quest chain from Skyrim. No, I have a I have a favorite really? question. I I have a favorite question for Oblivion, Dave. But it's the thing is it's it's my favorite. So even if I say, I mean, you and I have wildly different play styles. So if I say it's my favorite and you try oh, it, yeah. you might you see what I'm saying? Like well, you Shank, might not. That's like the it. Dark Brotherhood quest chain, right? That's your favorite. No, 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 no. Thief. Yes. Okay. All right. It was one of those two. <laughs> D- but Dark I enjoyed my the Thieves Guild in Skyrim. Then okay, then why not give the Oblivion Thieves Guild a shot? It's it's longer. The guilds in Oblivion are are much longer, like quest wise. Um, That's good. I, I I agree. So if if you want to try out the Oblivion Thieves Guild, it's much more difficult, which I think is fine because you like a challenge. Um, you know why why not try that? I could I could definitely sit down with you and uh, watch you play it, and if you ask for advice, I'll be happy to give you some. But I think that'd be fun. Okay. Wow, man. That, sounds, this sounds awesome. I'm yeah. taking on the challenge. I'll do it. All right. I, I, I have it on Steam. I've had it for ages, I think. Is that the one that you got me or not? I had one of them. I either had Morrowind or Oblivion. Then Avarwin got me the other one and called me cheap. Yeah. I didn't call you cheap. I, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> he typed it in Skype. Like, I'll read the message. cheap. Uh, wow. I mean, I, I didn't just call you cheap. Is really what I'm trying to say. I, I there was a few other words that that we shouldn't let children hear. <laughs> but that was your Christmas gift. It, was it Oblivion? That was my Christmas gift. Something. I don't know what I gave you. I don't. I don't it was remember. last year. Dave. Just, thank you so much, Avarin. It means so much to me. <laughs> All right. Is that uh, is that what you got for this week, man? Is that, that it? That's that's what I got for this week. What about you, Shank? Oh boy, so Lou and I had a very, um, I'll say, I'll say entertaining. I'm not going to say productive. I'll say entertaining. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say. <laughs> productive to Shank is a different definition than the rest of us. When we like to do things, we do things. When Shank is productive, he, he takes in a, a large amount of scenery. <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's yeah. my, my definition of productive is 
totally different. So <laughs> what I did was I'm I'm actually slowly going through and doing the uh, the Dovahkiin quest chain in Skyrim because I literally haven't done it for almost ooh almost two years. I've only done it once. Yeah. Um, I'll back you up on that. I'll back you up. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, there's, there's so much myself. other stuff, right? Yeah. So what I was doing was I, I live stream Saturday like I do uh, every Saturday, and I brought Lou along with me, and I had a quest. It was to go find Esbern in the Ratway. I'd, I'd talked to Delphine. She was like, yo, there's some old dude ha- hiding out in the Ratway. Go talk to him and bring him back. <laughs> so <laughs> I... Uh, I did that. I did just that with Lou. Um, and I walked the entire way there, the entire way back. I went, uh, you know, the, the, the path south of, uh, that takes you through Helgen, south of um, the Throat of the World, going th- entering the rift that way, and then walking all along until I get to the Ratway. Um, picked up Esbern. I actually tried to sneak through that entire dungeon. Uh, yeah, Lou, yeah, Lou definitely remembered this. I tried to sneak through that whole... <laughs> Ratway without upsetting anyone or killing anyone until we both realized that no, Esbern asks you to you know take some of these guys out in order to get bring them back out. So I was like, crap. So I had to kill people and fight my way through. Um, so I did that and I and I walked back and just all I did, guys, all I did was go get Esbern and bring him back. It took me 70 minutes to do that. Yeah, I, I had that glitch once. It stinks. Yeah, Wait, there's, there's an Espern glitch where he won't open the door until his sound file plays. Yeah. And there was an error with his sound file for a long time. So you couldn't get him to open the door for you after talking to him. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't have that glitch. But, like, he opened the door all right. But, like, he just attacked everything in sight. Even when, like, we were both sneaking, I was like, dude, come on. Like, you see I'm sneaking, just sneak with me and don't attack anyone. They're not hurting you. But right, no. but he had to summon his giant ice monster to smack everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, instead of it being, hey, let's sneak down, pick him up and sneak out, you snuck down, leaving 400 people alive in your wake, and then 400 more people spawn to attack him on your way back. So now instead of killing 400 there and 400 back you kill 800 back pretty much yeah point a and point B. okay <laughs> dave are those numbers accurate i don't know if those are accurate. oh I, I, i'm actually being generous <laughs> it's it's nearly of i the numbers i mentioned were nearly a third of the actual numbers it's like a million in, in the game yes. yeah dave dave was only about seven or eight standard deviations off um <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, yeah, your your attack was uh was color like Mountain Dew yeah. <laughs> for a couple of minutes. <laughs> People that's in town were calling the, the the Mountain Dew attack. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so I mean. That was some people might not say that's productive. Just getting literally completing one tiny piece of one quest. Um, yeah, I but had you fun. Walked. I, I'm sorry. You walked. I did. I walked everywhere, and yeah. it was it was fun because um, Lou and I had a great time just hanging out with the chat. Um, surprisingly, and I Lou actually told me he was like, "Yeah, man, like by the time you finish, there was like thirty people in the stream, which genuinely shocked me." But that was cool because like I, I like having uh, and Lou was helping me out, you know, engaging with the chat room and stuff. So it was it was great. We were having a great uh, conversation with the chat room. We were just discussing pretty much anything Elder Scrolls, which was which was 
great because you know we're talking about Elder Scrolls. We're buried in the in the um, the game and the lore, and we're playing it at the same time, and we're communicating with the fans. So that was that was super fun. Um, on my own time, however, I did uh, finally when I got back. Uh, you know how you have to basically take them to. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You have to take them to uh, the Reach uh, to get to the the Alduin's Wall uh, area, right? Mm-hmm. So they set off, and I said, you know what? I'll meet you guys there. That's fine. I'll meet you guys there. That's not a big deal. I'll, you know, I'll make my own way. I did that. I, st- I all I managed to do was walk from Riverwood and get to uh, the Alduin's Wall location uh, in the Reach. And by the time I looked back up at my clock, it was two hours. It took me two hours just to walk from Riverwood to their location. Wow. So, yeah. And I killed three dragons on the way because somehow they all thought they were like, hey, let's go attack this dude. Dovashank. Wow. Dovashank. So I, 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 I killed them not because I wanted to. It was just purely out of necessity because I am the peaceful wanderer Shank. So <laughs> I guess that's my nickname now. But that's all I did, man. It was, it was two quests. And about three hours of yeah, but time. That's, so that's how Elder long did it take Scrolls, you to get from where you were going to where you needed to be? Uh, from from Riverwood to the Ratway and back was seventy minutes, and then okay. from Riverwood to get to um yeah that to yeah to the Reach uh, the Alduin's Wall that took me about two hours. That was a really long load screen, dude. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. No fast traveling for Shank. <laughs> no fast traveling for Shank. What do you mean? <laughs> Shank, uh one last question. Did you did you discover anything new on on your way? Yes. You did. What level is your character? She's a 29 actually now. All right. Okay. Gotcha. Um and I a good thing you say that because I have put in a about 600 to 700 hours in Skyrim and I discovered a new location that I did not know existed in Skyrim um, just a couple days ago. So, and this is from a guy who walks everywhere. So, <laughs> Yeah, really, you'd think by now you'd have all those places discovered. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a great time. I had a lot of fun and... Uh, Man, it it was so immersive. It was truly, truly immersive. I, it was just phenomenal. I love it. And there are quite a few people in the chat room who just joined us for the first time, especially in Shank's live stream, and a couple of them couldn't believe they were looking at Skyrim. And I, I mentioned to them, well, that's because Shank is running uh, the PC version with mods, with graphics mods and some sound mods, and they were completely blown away by how different – well, not – just how – uh, much better the game looked. I mean, Skyrim by itself looks great. I mean, I'm running it on, on medium graphics myself on my crap top. <clears throat> um, but, <laughs> you know, when some of those viewers, those, those new viewers got to see it on his, his version of it, they were completely taken in. You know, hopefully that, that, that speaks to the mod community. All down to them. Hmm. All right. Anything else, Shank? That's, that's about it, man. It was just, it was a great, fun, immersive time that I haven't had that sort of experience in Skyrim for some time now. Um, and it was great to see that, you know what, it's still there. This is, this is why I keep playing this game. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, it's Elder Scrolls, man. That's, that's how it is. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, all right. So we uh, one more email. All right. And uh, Lou, would you mind getting this one? Sure thing. Our next email comes from Kirisu Maroi. Chris, actually. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> and he writes in, Hello, QGN crew. Recently, my enthusiasm for Skyrim was slacking a little, so I decided to roll a new character. Welcome to the club, my man. Welcome to the club. <laughs> That's my enthusiasm wanes, but new characters for the win. <laughs> um, inspired by Shank's mage character, he played during the Dragonborn Maze Challenge a while back, and from a Skyrim build that I have, basically, I'm a pure thief. No killing. Killing is after all bad for business as it lowers the amount of potential marks I may have for the future. Currently, I'm testing to see if I can use calm spells to essentially knock out NPCs so I can steal in broad daylight without sneaking to see if I generate any boundaries or not. I'm also using the familiar as a kind of distraction since it's very unlikely that it will kill anything above level 5 by itself, and it looks kind of like an intangible illusion. I'm glad to say that the new playthrough is giving me a new way to play Skyrim. If you have a try pickpocket, I highly recommend it. Thanks for listening to me blab about nothing that nobody cares about. <laughs> 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 oh, that's interesting. So uh, there's there's someone out there that's that's uh, taking Shank up on his whole, you know, no no killing play style. It's, cool. it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I like what he says here. I'm glad to say that the new playthrough has given me a new way to play Skyrim. Because that, that's the exact feeling I was, we were talking about at the top of the show. I mean, that's exactly what happened when I tried it. And uh, best of luck to you, man. It's, it's very challenging to play that way, but it's, it's very satisfying once, when you figure out how to you know, circumvent uh, fights and all that stuff. It's, it's, you, you have to think a lot more with this sort of passive play style. So uh, kudos, man. It's really fun. <laughs> Good luck. All right, and uh, crafting table. So, Lou, you you had kill with skill, correct? Yes, I did. What was that all yeah, about? Me... Oh, well, basically, just to <laughs> recap for those who may have missed last week's show, <laughs> this mod is available uh, on Steam Workshop and also on Skyrim Nexus. It's basically a a mod that... I would say tweaks <laughs> melee combat in the game. It it tweaks right. melee combat in the game. Uh, yeah, it, it changes okay. combat mechanics. All right, right, which we so, learned last week. Yeah, yeah, slight tweak meaning yeah, you have a great chance of instant kills. <laughs> Not only for you as the Dolby team, but for the NPCs as well, and that's the kicker. <laughs> so did you did you notice oh, immediately a change or did it take a while like an hour or so to say like oh wow okay that must be the that must be the mod working well i didn't notice it first because uh, i when i actually first downloaded the mod i said you know what i'm not going to be suicidal or crazy i'll hop back on my melee character my main melee character my assassin uh, mirror right so where was the time because uh, i'm actually on soul slime right now and the area i'm in there really wasn't any any real contact with NPCs, so for the first 10 minutes, I was just wandering around trying to find stuff. And then my first encounter was with three Dark Elves in a, uh, well, three Reavers who were Dark Elves from Dunmer. And I stumbled upon their camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
the first swing, the first uh, person I, I encountered, he was, what was he? Oh, he was sword and board. You know, round shield and regular short sword. His first swing missed, okay? And by reflex, what I had done is I had moved my character to the side, okay? Now, the point with this mod is that the game, this mod forces you to be very aware of your positioning. So, here's what happened. I stepped to the side. I didn't turn around fast enough to get my front back to him, my front facing him. Right. Your front back. Your front yeah. back. Yes. Not his back front, but his front back. His front, his front back, yeah. His front back. He swings at me again, <laughs> and he connects. And normally, my, my melee character, even though she's an assassin, I actually invested quite a few uh, points leveling her up you know, into health. Mm-hmm. So she actually has the, the, the durability and survivability of like a medium armor wearer. Okay. So she can take quite a few hits and, and shrug him off. Not this time, huh? Not this time. No. <laughs> he connected. My health dropped a third. Oh wow! Only hit like that. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Maybe a sliver or two. My health bar just went down a third. I was like, "Holy beep! What the hell just happened?" <laughs> I turned to face him again, and he missed. But then realizing, you know, remember the three of them now. I was facing one. One of them got behind me with a great hammer. And the next thing I know is my own kill. Sh- my own kill cam. Me, be, me being smashed into the ground. Oh. Instant kill. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, that's... I went, like, I ragdoll right into the ground, boom. Not even a, sh- <laughs> not even a chance. It's like a railroad spike. Just yeah. Bang. <laughs> One hit from behind with, a, you know, a powerful two-handed weapon. I went down like yeah. tissue paper. Oh, man. That's how brutal this mod can be. Wow. So I mean, so, did did it end up? Did it end up where, you know, the mod the mod and worked out for you more often than not? I mean, uh, were you able to adjust, or was this thing just a constant thorn in your side? Oh no, I I was able to adjust. It, I'm not gonna lie, it was painful for the first hour or two, just trying to remember. Like you know, I actually had to think to myself for a, real, for a minute. Like this is a real life fight. I cannot afford to get hit. Yeah. You know, if I get hit, it's really gonna hurt. Like if I get hit in the arm. That arm is going to be numb or useless for a while. So I really have to pay attention to where I'm going and really pay, mm. develop or be aware, my, get that situation awareness going. Say, all right, where did those two other guys go? Or where did that other guy go? There were two of them. Yeah, where did that I second like guy that. go? <laughs> you know, you have to be very careful now. Be very aware of the fight. Make sure your back is to something. <laughs> yeah. That's not the enemy. That's tough, opponent. man. That's real tough. But you know what? I mean, it seems like it really adds – some some interesting uh you know a, a new way to play the game it does and i recommend it if you really want that challenge because uh for the side notes for this mod from the creator of the mod um uh rozak hope i pronounced that correctly you know you could play it to legendary difficulty and it uh you know it, it, it's affected by that too okay uh on a plus side though I was able to one-shot things myself. You know, things who were lower level than me, obviously in those those other areas where these creatures don't quite scale to your level in the game, right? It's easier to just to one-two shot them in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, like for example, I took on a frost troll, and three shots he went down. Was this? I mean, was this the kind of thing where you were able to sneak up in stealth and not necessarily be specked out for one shots, but still still, uh, you know, get get them as a result of this mod? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I didn't try it out on my uh, my sword and board character. 
yet. I was actually playing. I tried this on on Mir and my Battle Mage on Mir since she already is built to and she's already spec'd out max to get the insta kills from uh, behind the back by sneak. The, you know. Okay, so it's not like you felt the difference. Yeah, yeah that part I really can't that talk was about happening with, with anyway. Mir because yeah, she's already built for that. Okay. She does that already without the mod. Yeah. But for a straight up fight, where it's one v you know one v one, where Serena wasn't interfering as usual, <laughs> um, I was able to two or three shot things quite easily, as opposed to you know the fight would take maybe thirty seconds. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, this mod is not for Shank. No. No. <laughs> this is not a Shank improved mod. Shank, you turn, you 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 give them your side, or you turn around to run, and if they hit, you're going to see. Save file, yes, no, yeah, yes. You're gonna, you're Press gonna enter, it. tab, no. <laughs> I, love, I love how a Varwin, there's no hesitation, just no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's Kill with Skill by Mrozak, M-R-O-Z-A-K. You can get this off of the uh, the Steam Workshop. Um, that was last week, and that was Lou. This week... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have another mod challenge. As always, has a work of our own. Oh, well, here it is. The mod challenge is for one host only for that week. Avarwin announces who the challenge is for. I just said my name in the third person. The host, <laughs> the host clicks on the link that I drop into my notes here, and they have until the next episode to install and try out the mod and then report whether it was a play or not play. This next mod is going to be for Dave. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can go ahead and click on that link. The live stream's already looking at it. Oh, All right. dude. So what, do you, what do you got there, Dave? It is Death Dealer Vampire Race. Looks to be a uh, part of a better vampire series, or maybe that is what it is. Uh, but by Kryptonian, yes, by Kryptonian it says this brings the Death Dealers from the Underworld series to Skyrim. You can start as a Death Dealer vampire with all traits to Skyrim lore vampires. Death Dealers are vampire warriors that were created to combat Skyrim's growing problem of werewolves and undead for centuries. Death, blah, 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 blah. Uh, abilities are Vampire Muffle, Silence When Crouching, Vampire Sight, Vampire Strength, Vampire-ism, <laughs> and Sun Damage Level 1. Cool. No other mods required. Good. Yeah, man. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab this one. Grab, grab it all up there. Yes, uh, as part of the mod, you actually do get Kate Beckinsale, as yeah. the picture suggests. That's, yeah, I don't think that's it what gives happens. me Kate Beckinsale in there. <laughs> she, she plays the mod as next to As much as I would prefer it to, yeah. <laughs> and you get the cool blue eyes that the vampires in that, that oh, series get. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, I love that mod. I run, I run that separately. Yeah, I mean, Oh, it's awesome. Cool. All right. All right, so next week, Dave will report on, on that and and so much more and so much more <laughs> and so oh, much okay. more on a, on an all new episode of Elder Scrolls off the record <laughs> I would dying to say that I'm just I'm the guy who tests the things from movies aren't I that might be you that might be me that like might be you. you know we we totally had the uh 
me do the the aliens. Now we got me doing underworld. Yeah. So help me, you give me a Barney mod, I'm gonna be mad. If I find a Barney mod, you're getting it. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that I would be very angry if you made me play with the My Little Pony mods. Wink. The Brony mod. All right, guys. So wow. um, we've got we've got the Elder Scroll coming up, but I just want to, I guess, mention that um, on the show every every or at least I try to do it every every Friday, but it's it's really worked out to be every other Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, classic Elder Scrolls night with uh, with me of Arwen and and usually I'm able to get uh, Lou and Shank in on on the fun as well. Those are Friday nights starting at eight o'clock Eastern and I go for uh, for two hours so we we end at ten o'clock Eastern. And I'm sort of I'm sort of pumping this up because I'm going to use this as a little segue into my gameplay for the week. So, <laughs> which was which was awesome. Because I've been playing Oblivion. Right there, uh, Shank Shank the Tank. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I've been gleefully sitting there with the Oblivion strategy guide in my lap every single time he plays. In fact, I'm staring at it now. Yeah. Chat, chat, <laughs> you chat still need a guide after all this time? <laughs> the, the, uh, the chat room's asking, are we covering ESO at all during the show? We did. <laughs> At the top of the show, there's nothing going on, guys. <laughs> so you're getting you're getting a standard Elder Scrolls show today. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, man, Oblivion. Um, I I love it. I've been doing a uh, a uh, dark elf. Oh, what's his name? Archer. His name is Shank. Sweet. Oh, oh, what 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 what? Uh, so what's his play style? What what class is he? If he has a class, he's a badass class. <laughs> That's what I named him. <laughs> He's a mean green bow shooting machine. <laughs> and I just got out of Vilverin. Jeez, dude. Oh just kind of just kind of running around. I think I'm like level 2 or 3 now. Uh you slept, I believe you're 4. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. And then uh this week I ran into I was I was on my way over to the Imperial City and I found the Roxy Inn again. Which, if you remember in past Elder Elder Scrolls off the record episodes, that's where my uh, my paladin in Oblivion had gone to sleep and woke up as a vampire and started a huge quest chain for me. <laughs> uh, feeling really good about that experience, I stayed again another night at the Roxy Inn. <laughs> what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> so anyway, I got I got a quest to kill a yeah, necromancer. Don't, don't make me sing that song. I got whiplash last time. <laughs> and this necromancer is. Like just north of of the inn, like extremely, extremely close and very easy to get to in a cave. And that's where the easiness ends. You, you go inside this thing at like a, at the low level that I was, and you're not gonna have it. You're gonna have a bad time. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not easy. How many times did you did did you watch me like try and get through? How many times did I die in there, Shank? I, I legitimately stopped counting after seven. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is a very curious thing about Avarwin. He and I have such different play styles that I had, the, I had to use the strategy guide because he was in dungeons, something I rarely ever go in. And he, he was walking around there. I was like, dude, I, I can't help you. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Really? 
He's in yeah. dungeons. Nobody does those. That's not a huge part of the game at all. Yeah, no, Shank doesn't do those. Shank doesn't do them. No. The show would be Shank doesn't do dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I did eventually uh, get through the whole thing. It, it pretty much took up the entire two hours. <laughs> yes, it did. Of, of classic Elder Scrolls Night. <laughs> Mostly God, because I kept forgetting to save. <laughs> like a big stupid noob. <laughs> but we uh we got that we got that necromancer in the end. Huzzah. And uh and that was it. So then um what what ended up happening after that? Uh we I I, I turned in the quest, I started heading somewhere else. I, I forgot what town I was in, but you... You weren't. You left Chaden Hall, headed back towards the Imperial City, and went in that fort just east of the Imperial City. Well, yeah. I mean, there was there was a couple of forts here and there I went into and sort of cleared out. But ultimately, toward the end of the stream, I ended up in a a specific town, the one that has the uh, the Dark Brotherhood sanctuary in it. Chaden Hall. Yes. Yes. Chaden yes. Hall. And this is this is what I'm really excited about is. Oh. I went into Chaden Hall and I was just I just walked in there and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh wow, this thing actually says that it was like a well. Like a random mm-hmm. well in the back of some place. And it's like a oh, Dark Brotherhood sanctuary when you mouse over it. I thought nice. that was very interesting. And I, I tried to kind of poke around a little bit, see if I can get in there, and I couldn't. So I went over to the main gate of the town, and there's two ends. As soon as you walk in there in Chaden Hall, there's two ends: one for rich people and one for poor people. <laughs> Sounds like Rifton. Because <laughs> one charges like an exorbitant fee, and the other one's like the standard ten gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I accidentally regular ones, one Shank style. Okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I accidentally walked into the one that charges an exorbitant fee. So, but I, yeah. I didn't care. I had like a ton. Of, I I just. I just ripped through a couple of dungeons, so I had some I had some gold on me, so whatever. I didn't want to look cheap on the live stream, so <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I got a room, right? I, I go running upstairs, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great, I'm gonna go to sleep, I'm gonna feel so much better and revive when I wake up. I yeah, maybe I really did think that. In, in any event, uh, <laughs> um I go to bed, right? And then I wake up, someone's like, you know, waking me up in my room and it's some dude from the Dark Brotherhood and, and they had said that you know we we saw you you know kill someone that maybe you shouldn't have and uh so as a result you're starting the dark brotherhood quest chain dude i'm like oh cool yeah and the the cool thing is i didn't mean to interrupt Arwen, but the coolest part about the stream uh for me and I, i lou was pretty happy about this too is that up until this point if arwen you have never done the dark brotherhood right I've no, not well. I mean, I did it in Skyrim, but not in Oblivion. Not, not in Oblivion, right? So when Avarwin was in Chadenhall, he was walking towards that well, and I was about to say something, but, but realized that you know he may not have done it. And then literally seconds later, up pops Lucian Lachance when Avarwin's about to pass out, and <laughs> do, it's it's on the live stream because uh, he was uh, streaming this line. You could see like the, the the reaction, but like, dude, your face when you realized who it was, you you just like you could just see the focus. You were like hanging on every single word he said. Oh yeah, because I'm so excited for 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 doing this. So so tomorrow, uh, Friday at uh, at eight o'clock, uh, classic Elder Scrolls night. I'm going to start up the Dark Brotherhood in uh, in Oblivion. So. I'm looking forward God, I'm so, to it. I'm so excited, dude. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right, so so the Elder Scroll lose lose lore segment loring with Lou, the Lou Master, the lore Olan. <laughs> Without further ado, here we go. It's Lou and the lore, <laughs> the Elder Scroll. Thank you very much, kind sir. And yes, I kind of mentioned that we I might be going somewhere nice, but no, I said no, no, no. Uh, we're going to continue on this dark path <laughs> oh, of necromancy. So today, I'm going to read some passages from another book dedicated to the dark art. And it's called The Path of Transcendence by Celadane. Or in his words, a necromancer's diary of efforts at becoming a lich. Entry 1. My initial findings may have been inconclusive, but if they set me on a path I will pursue till I achieve my goal or lie rotting in this cave. Either outcome will be a welcome respite from the days and nights I spent toiling without food, water, or any kind of companionship. A lesser mage would have fallen prey to madness by now, I'm sure of it. But I am not a lesser mage. Though they try in earnest through their hearts and minds are true to the teachings of our great sovereign, my fellow necromancers lack the complete dedication required to achieve that ultimate of goals, the state of lichdom. Not even Falcar himself can match my sheer tenacity, my unwillingness to accept failure on any level. That is why I, Celadane, will soon join the ranks of the Worm Eremites, those servants favored by our sovereign above all others. I will sit with honor and obedience at his right hand while those fools in the Mage's Guild grovel at my maggot-ridden feet. Hmm, what an image there. Entry 2. Even the most pedestrian peasant fairy tale has long held that a lich must somehow remain bound to his soul, and that connection must commonly manifest itself as a transference of the spirit into an actual physical object. An urn, a sarcophagus, a crystal file. One Khajiit fairy tale even tells of a lich who preserved his spirit in the severed head of a wood elf infant. And these same peasants long comforted themselves with the belief that if they ever had the grave misfortune of facing a lich, they would, only need, they would need only find a vessel containing his spirit form and then destroy it, thus destroying the lich himself. Fools in their folklore. True liches possess no such weakness. Can one of the sovereign worms, Emirates, <laughs> be bested by shattering a glass vase? The very notion is so absurd as to be comical. Yes, a necromancer must transfer his soul to a physical vessel, but once that transference is complete, once the necromancer has fully metamorphosed into his lich form, the vessel is inconsequential. But it's the process of this transference itself that has eluded me for so long. My soul remains bound to my earthly body, and nothing I have attempted has allowed me to free myself of this mortal coil and transcend into the state of lichness I so dearly desire. Entry 3. Every tome I've acquired, the volumes from volumes of necromantic discourse, all useless. I have grown disgusted by the years of wasted life that have been poured into these so-called essential writings. Who in their right mind would ever wish to animate a month-dead surdilic butterfly or bring life to the rotting husk of a rare arbino mud crab? How many months have I wasted away in this cave? And for what reason? Ah, yes, I know. I will resurrect an army to form goblin younglings and march on the Weichel Tower itself. That at least is within my reach. My mind has become a cesspool of necromantic waste. Where rejects, spells, and rituals compete for the honor of finally driving me completely insane. 
and I am still no closer to achieving my goal than I was when I first began this process. Am I losing faith in myself and my discipline? Perhaps I have been studying too hard. Many a night I have sacrificed my prayers to our sovereign for one more experiment, one more incantation. What I need now is rest, rest and a state of tranquility so that I may commune with our sovereign and re-pledge my loyalty and devotion. For what answer will I find in some crumbling codex that could not be supplied by our great sovereign himself? Entry 4. The secret is mine. So long I searched, so hard I toiled, but I was a fool. I was right to forego my studies for a more ardent devotion to prayer. Last night, as I sit in the throes of meditation, our great sovereign did come to me. He passed to me the knowledge I have sought for so long. The secrets of transcendence were even more complex and arcane than even I could have imagined, and I will never transcribe them into any written work. Indeed, they have never been recorded. All my months of solitude were for naught, as the secret I so desperately sought could only be obtained through direct communication with our great sovereign himself. Soon I will walk the earth as a worm eremite, serving the sovereign in a state of endless undeath. Entry 5 Through the sacrifice of many innocents, the resurrection of many servants to aid me in my tasks, and the timeless performance of a nearly week-long ritual, I have completed construction of the Sands of Resolve. Transcendence to full lichdom will not be immediate, however. The vessel has been crafted, but my energy force, my soul, must be fully transferred into it. Not even our sovereign was quite certain how long this process would take, as it varies from one necromancer to the next, based on many factors, both physical and spiritual. One thing, however, is certain. This hourglass must never leave my possession until the transference is complete. I grow more powerful every day, but in truth am more vulnerable than I've ever been. If something were to happen to the Sands of Resolve, if the hourglass should somehow leave my person, the connection between soul and vessel would be severed. To think my work, my life, could be eradicated so easily after I come so close to success is almost more than I could bear. And that ends the passages from The Path of Transcendence by Celadane. Wow. Yes. Hope you all enjoyed it. It's one hell of a book. Yeah. I <laughs> I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls wiki, <clears throat> and the Imperial Library for all the information. I found this particular bit on the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. And, yes, I'll, I'll say it here. Next week, I'll I'll get the Lord's name to be something happy, happy, go feely, joyous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say that's a good idea. Did, did anybody else get the feeling that this guy is just like, he obviously knows how to, to treat a lady. Uh, that one line, how did he put it? It just, where is it? Um, I will sit here with honor and obedience as his right hand while those fools in the mages guild grovel at my maggot ridden feet. Mm. That's a guy you want at a party right there. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. You, sir, are an <laughs> animal. I want to party with you. <laughs> you have nearly... Wow. If you have maggot-ridden feet, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you wear socks. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, that is 
that is the end of our show here. We uh, we had kind of like I would call this kind of like a community show. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of ESO news to throw around in in this episode. But I think I think fans and, and listeners of of QGN and Elder Scrolls Off the Record, I think they'll be uh, quite quite excited to to hear some of the stuff we we got out today. Little yeah, news, for sure. I mean, little gameplay, little tip here. Yeah, I mean, we are Elder Scrolls off the record. Not, you know, we're not covering one game, we're not covering two games, we're covering Elder Scrolls. So, it's 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 nice when we, you know, take a trip through memory lane and talk about some of the the older stuff on a lighter news week. It's it's pretty cool. I yeah. completely agree, man. It's Absolutely. Fun. Yeah, it definitely feels good to uh kind of get back to our roots a little bit, talk about, you know, some Skyrim and uh some Skyrim gameplay and and some Oblivion too. All right. Well, uh, if you are listening to this show, new or old, whether you've been with us for a long time, many a moon, or if you just stumbled upon the live stream and our and our cast, you're part of our community. We thank you for that. And so, here's our community segment. All right, check up on the latest and greatest in Elder Scrolls news, general gaming, and how to join our wonderful, growing community. And you can do that all at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. QuestGamingNetwork.com is the website for our, our network. You can stay connected to all of the latest news from Xbox, PlayStation, Rift, and Elder Scrolls from QuestGamingNetwork.com. Uh, you can also donate to our shows. $10 gets a special mention if you prefer it. And we'll uh, we'll say this at the uh, the top of the next episode, as you as you heard earlier today. Any amount donated is a big help for the network, and we do appreciate it. Also, if you're in our Twitch uh, and you feel like donating as well, all you have to do is just just check out our uh, our sponsors right down there, and there's a donate button down there as well. If you want to uh, just sort of cut to the chase, if you're here, um, follow our other shows as well, like Rift Off the Record Live at Sundays at 7 p.m. And Dungeon Quest, that is our live-acted, improv, D&D-based podcast. Great story, good friends, lots of laughs. Last episode, really D&D-based? Well, you know, it started out that way. I guess we should probably stop saying that, though, because we're just doing our own thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally d and It's not d There's a paladin! Yeah. There's... <laughs> That show has has changed so much. God, oh man, I love that show. That's oh, great. it's so good. The last episode was fantastic. The way Joe did the <laughs> uh, the sound editing and all that. It's it's a chat room. It's an improv based show. Is really what it is. And we we throw some dice around to kind of govern our actions a bit. But um, you know, all everything that you hear is all improv. Absolutely hilarious. The last episode was great. And Joe just you know when he goes in there and throws his his sounds into it, it just really livens up what you hear. Uh, live. When we record it live, uh, the last episode was this Monday, so that was that was the thirtieth, and you can check that out at uh, dungeonquest.mymiddleearth.com. I know it's kind of long; we're gonna get a different URL for it soon, but for now, dungeonquest.mymiddleearth.com is where you can you can see the latest episodes. Next one is gonna record live October fourteenth. We do it every other week, uh, and also Adrenaline Esports. Uh, every, everything everything adrenaline infused gaming including esports and fps's this is like the dev a week show we're getting uh we had strife on i think the strife devs on on its first episode and just just great stuff we're gonna have um if you're a planet side 2 fan 
I believe Margaret Crone is going to be um, part of that uh, part of that show coming up within a couple of weeks as well. Just great stuff uh, over there. If you're into MOBAs, MOBA chat over there as well. We're uh, we're, we're playing some MOBAs and, and we're talking about it on Adrenaline Esports. All of this can be found at questgamingnetwork.com. Uh, Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com is our email. If you want to send us a note, say hi, give us some, some information. Maybe you found something you want to share with us, ask a question about Elder Scrolls online. We will certainly uh, address it on the show. And you can do that again at Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com. This is our Twitch stream. You are listening. Well, our, our fans who are listening live are now listening at twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network. We got a stream going every single day of the week, seven days a week. We do a new stream at twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network. All of our major personalities are on there every day doing something really awesome. Come check it out. If we're not live, we've got our schedule up there so you can check out when we are going live next. And hold on to our Twitter account there because when we do go live, you'll find out about it if you follow us. Again, twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And everything there hits our YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. So if you missed our live stream, don't worry. YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. You'll find it there. Facebook. We're on Facebook. We are there as well. So if you enjoy Facebook, we're there too. And you can catch all of our uh, updates with our community at facebook.com forward slash Elder Scrolls off the record. And Twitter, 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 Twitter. Get all of our updates at Elder Scrolls OTR. If you want to follow the show, if you want to follow the network, that's at Quest Gaming. Joe's not here, but we do wish that he uh, he were, and uh, hope you feel better, buddy. Uh, at the widget W I G I T, if you want to follow Joe, I'm Avarwin. You can follow me at Avarwin E V A R W I N. That's Lou right over there. Say hi, Lou. Hello, gamer guy. Eleven B G A M E R G U I one one B. Dave, raise your hand. I'm okay. <laughs> 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 at Dianforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank, Shank's at Shank Tank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. And ladies and gentlemen of Tamriel and beyond, if you are in the market for pumice stones, and I'm talking about really awesome pumice stones that really get, you know, just the hard stuff to rub out. Just that's what you want. You can get it all at at Shank the Tank. He he's got some awesome sales on pumice stones. He's he's buffing everyone left and right with his his stones of pumice stones. Oh, don't you know it, sweetheart, David? I'm coming for you next. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Thanks for listening, everyone. Chatroom, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate you coming out and saying hi to us. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Thank you all for joining here. Hope to see you on again next week. Have a great one, everybody. We will see you next time. As Dave will hear very soon, Shadow Hide You.
One thing that's bugging me is the aliasing on the milk underneath the cookie. It's yeah. cookie clicker. What do you want? My, my goal is to walk into the office tomorrow and teach at least three people this game. <laughs> one of them being my director. You're that guy I couldn't get out of my cubicle. This game makes me math so hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Break it down. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You know um, what that reminds me of? What's that? Hey! Listen! <laughs> so, oh, man, that was Navi. I actually twitched when I heard that. Princess Rudy is stuck in Jabu Jabu's belly. I know! Leave her there! She's a Dad. greedy, money-hungry... should probably close my window. I don't think the, uh, the elusive evening should be, be uh, in my background here. Yeah, that or that Nick, you know, that kid with the big mouth in your neighborhood. <laughs> a freaking kid, man. Yeah. Last, when we wanted to, uh, when we did Rift off the record, I had my window open. All of a sudden, as soon as, as, soon as we hit the record button, you know, it's like the people behind my, my house. They're like, oh, he's hitting record? All right, let's, let's let our, our screaming three-year-old into the backyard. Because the sliding glass door opens in their backyard and there there goes you know little freaking uh tower on wheels screaming at the top of his lungs i'm like are you serious